and welcome everybody to FanStream Sports powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz and I'm your host Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at P Fedoff, not on Twitter, but on X at P Fedoff. I'm still getting used to saying that, but here we go. Episode 95. This is the Navy preview. After that, we're going to do a pop culture reference how the Notre Dame season is related to Margot Robbie 2023 and Tom Cruise 2022. So here, let's go right now. So Notre Dame, I'm taping as of Saturday. So we're, as of right now, one week from the first game. It's in Dublin, Ireland. It's at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States, or on the East Coast, I should say. And then it's going to be at 7.30 um, nighttime um, in Dublin, Ireland. And it's at the Avia Stadium. And you can watch this on NBC or their streaming service, Peacock. So I know a couple weeks ago I had Greg Schaefer on here to kind of call me down about call me down for this game, but I'm still worried about it. this is the first game. Uh, it's Navy. They always seem to give us fits if we screw around too long. Like last year, uh, we got off to that big lead and then we messed around in the second half and almost lost. And that was after that huge win against Clemson where we beat them by 21 points. Uh, I know this year we have a a quarterback that is uh, top-notch. It's not like Drew Pine. Nothing gets Drew Pine. But he was not the quarterback to lead us to a playoff berth or a national championship. And that's going to be the key right there. We have a, a solid quarterback, if not an elite quarterback, this year. And that goes a long way with our offense. But that triple option can give you fits. A lot of Navy's drives, when they score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, they take up anywhere from six to eight, maybe sometimes nine to ten minutes. So your positions are limited. You have to do the most with what you have for your offensive positions. So ideally, it would be great to get the ball first, get a touchdown, and then hold Navy, then get another touchdown. Because the thing with Navy this year, last year they figured out in the second half just to stack the box and let Drew Pine uh, beat them. Well, he couldn't do it in the second half. We didn't score any points, and we all, almost lost that game. With Sam Hartman, I think he can pick apart uh, – they're secondary. And I also think, too, our offensive line is going to be uh, better. And our running backs are pretty damn good this year. I think we could just kind of play some smash, smash mouth football a little bit more than what we did last year. But we shall see. But ideally, it'd be great to get off that 14-0 lead. The further you're up by more than one touch, touchdown, that hurts Navy's chances to come back because they need six to eight minutes, if not nine to ten minutes, uh, to use that option to score. So if you can get off to a, a nice lead, it's going to limit Navy's chances to make a comeback like they did last year. We come in with Coach Marcus Freeman. Navy has a new coach this year, taking over for Ken Niamatolo, Brian Newberry, who was their defensive uh, coordinator last year. So let's see to last year's game. The final score is 35 to 32. However, we let at halftime 35 to 13. Navy pretty much says we're going to try to make Drew Pine beat us. They stack the box, limit our run game, and then they just, just gradually chip away uh, at that lead, use that triple option, then throw them some passes here or there to um, surprise us, our secondary. And we did, I will say we did have some uh, key defensive players out for that game, but still, it's Navy. We should have won this game by at least uh, three touchdowns. So it was 35 to 13. We get outscored in the second half, 19 to nothing, and hold on for dear life. For a 35 to 32 win they beat us in i think the last time they beat us was 2016 i think in my lifetime i've seen them beat us three times 
I believe it was in 2007 with uh, that awful Charlie Weiss team. Uh, Coach uh, Coach Kelly's first year in 2010, we lost. And then I think 16. So I think in three times in my 47 years now, almost 48 years, uh, Navy has beaten us. But there's been a lot of close calls. And I know Greg kind of called me down a couple weeks ago. Some other people have said, too, this is not the Navy team of old that would give us fits well they said that last year too and that was a pretty bad navy team that finished four and eight we finished nine and four and they gave us all we could handle and i'm not i'm hoping uh our defensive coordinator al golden has learned from that last year but as you know from my last year's last year's podcast you have to show me i'm not going to start changing my mind until i see something and that's the same thing with this year until coach al golden shows me hopefully next week that he's figured out this triple option. I'm still going to predict a win, but I think it's going to be a close game. And then we score a touchdown late to kind of seal the deal. But I'm going to go 38 to 21. I think it's about 31 to 21 in the fourth quarter. You know, it's a little bit dicey. We're getting a little bit nervous. And then Sam Hartman leads us down. Aldrich Eskimo punches it in to seal the deal. Traveling overseas, there's going to be some jet lag, uh, distractions in Ireland, uh, you know, just getting focused for that game. And then, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of factors here. It's the first game, too. That's my thing, too. I know Sam Hartman, uh, great quarterback from Wake Forest, transferred this year for his uh, sixth season. But I think he's going to have to feel his way out the first uh, couple drives, too. It's just that first game. And Navy's got to do the same thing as well. But Navy's very disciplined. And I can't say enough, if you screw if you screw around for too long, you're going to let them back into uh, – uh, you're going to give them a chance and they're going to start to believe 38 to 21 next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Uh, hope everybody can uh, enjoy the game. So for my pop culture reference, though, and this kind of went back to when I uh, did my whole so-called Jason Bateman, Chris Tyree comparison. This is not just for the Navy game, but for the entire 2023 season. I know we got a lot more talent this year. Sam Hartman is uh, our quarterback this year, probably the best quarterback we've had since I'd say Jimmy Clausen, Aldrich Estimate, Tobias Merriweather, Benjamin Morrison, you name it. Our defensive line is going to be pretty good. Our defense, just or especially the secondary, is pretty going to be pretty solid. We have better athletes than we had, let's say, five years ago. However, you can't just rely on Sam Hartman for every single game. You can't just rely on Aldrich Estimate every single game. There's going to be one of those games where just something's not going right. The break, you just, you're just not getting the breaks. Let's just say the offense is just struggling so bad the entire game. They can only muster up, you know, 14 to 17 points. That means even though I think we have a pretty good defense, our defense is just going to have to play even better. Some games where the defense just, for whatever reason, can't hold the opposing team, our offense is going to have to win in a shootout. And sometimes those star players, for whatever reason, I've seen it every year, they just can't make a play for some reason some other non-heralded player is going to have to step up. And I think that's the key to our season. Despite all the great talent we have this year, it's going to be one of those unsung heroes, whether it's in one game, two games, three games, that's going to be the key to this, our success. So how does that lead to Margot Robbie and Tom Cruise? So last year, I'm going to go to the box office. 2022, what was the big movie of not just the summer, but of the year? It was Top Gun Maverick. Number one movie domestically, I'm not going to get into the worldwide numbers, but it made $718 million. That's even way more than the original 
or not even the original, the, the first Top Gun in 1986. That movie was filmed in 2019 and it was supposed to come out in 2020, COVID hit. And then a lot of the so-called powers that be, the executive heads is what they call them, told Tom Cruise, let's just put it on streaming, Paramount Plus, get some money out of it, but this is probably gonna be a lost cause to put it in the theater. Tom Cruise says, screw that. This is the movie you have to see in the theaters. This is gonna bring people back into the theaters because prior to that, you know, we're just getting over COVID. People are coming back slowly to the theaters, but not in the masses that we used to see in the summer, especially with blockbusters. And Tom Cruise said, screw it. You know, he probably, I know he's not a, a total big guy, but probably got his, uh, the lifts he puts in his shoes, because let's face it, that even the biggest lifts that Tom Cruise puts in his shoes, I barely think he's probably five foot eight with those lifts. Just a little joke right there, because he's kind of a, uh, kind of a smaller guy he does have to use some sort of uh um enhancements for his height um but i'm sure he maybe he used that or maybe he just called him up and said to hey hey execs we're gonna put this in the theater and tom cruise was 110 right perfect opportunity for the time you know people wanted to go back to the theaters uh, the original was from 1986 so what is that uh, it's been 36 years since the last top gun just perfect timing Tom Cruise knew what he was talking about. So everybody's like, oh, Tom Cruise brought everybody back into the theater. He has saved Hollywood, you know, the, the movie theater experience. So let's go to this year, 2023. Top Gun made $718 million domestically last year. The number one movie domestically last year. So remember that 718 million. So Mission Impossible this year. So far, right now, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's made 162 million so far. And this is as of August the 19th. That's a long way from, from 718 to 161. I know Mission Impossible is a, a pretty big franchise. I think it's gone on since what, 1996 was the first one. You would think it's a, it's a solid franchise. It's got Tom Cruise. He's coming off a great 2022 year with Top Gun. Got everybody back in the theater. It's made 161 million, nothing to, you know, nothing to say that's awful, but it had an $80 million budget. So it's it's not bringing in like what Top Gun did. Even though Tom Cruise did something great for the movie going experience in 2022, he couldn't do it in 2023. That's similar for Notre Dame. Sam Hartman may be able to win a couple games, you know, maybe Ohio State, hopefully, or NC State, but another game he may struggle or the defense may key on him and someone else is going to have to make a play. And it may not be another star-studded player like Tobias Merriweather or Audric Estime. It may be an unheralded player that once they see that opportunity, they got to jump on it. If that happens for Notre Dame, we can go 11-1 or 12-0 and into the playoffs and maybe even a national championship. But to me, that's the key. So how does that lead into Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie, she was in, uh, I know right before or during Christmas, there's a movie called Babylon. I like the movie, but it bombed at the box office. It was a big budgeted movie. Um, it was a movie that they were going to release on streaming, but they said, no, let's release in the theater. It bombed. But then she's also had a movie this year called Barbie. Margot Robbie, most of her films haven't done, I mean, they've been successful, The Wolf of Wall Street, but that was more Leo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. But Babylon kind of bombed. And don't give me, drop dead gorgeous actress. If there's someone that's going to play Barbie, the perfect stereotypical Barbie where if you say Barbie in real life, she's the she's the person. So right there, the opportunity. I don't think anyone else in Hollywood 
could uh, pull that off. And how much has Barbie made so far this year? $545 million. And I've seen Barbie, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I seen one for Margot Robbie. Like I said, I'm a fan of hers. And not just because of her, but it was a really good movie. It was a great satire. It was just a fun experience to be uh, for Barbie 2023. Tom Cruise kind of do what he did in 2022. Margot Robbie in late 2022 tanked at the box office with Babylon, but she's knocked it out of the park with Barbie. Just perfect opportunity. She took advantage of it. That's what the Notre Dame football team of 2023 needs to do to be successful. Despite all the great talent, additional talent that we haven't had in the past uh, with the Sam Hartmans, Tobias Merriweathers, Aldrich Estime, Benjamin Morrison, there's going to be a game here or there where they, for whatever reason, they're having an off game. Uh, the other team is just, you know, stopping them. They got a great game plan going. Some unheralded player or heralded player is going to have to step in uh, when they cannot produce. With that whole pop culture reference, Tom Cruise did it in 2022. Margot Robbie did it in 2023. The number one movie so far domestically this year is Super Mario Brothers, which I did not like. It's made 574 million. So it needs almost a little under 30 million to surpass Super Mario Brothers. And Barbie's going to do that. It's going to be the number one movie uh, box office wise domestically for 2023. So Notre Dame 2023 success relates to the success of Margot Robbie in 2023 and Tom Cruise in 2022. I think that's it. But 38 to 21 is what I predict for Navy. And then after that, probably that Sunday or Monday, I'll do a recap of hopefully that is an Irish win. If it's not, we got a lot of problems uh, starting out for 2023. And then we'll get ready for Tennessee State, uh, coached by Eddie George. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 95. And as always, go Irish.